Welcome to another installment of Cracking Open, the podcast brought to you by the Sage Circle. In this series, I interview Sage Circle members to find out about their intuitive journey and development. Today's guest is Victoria, who shares with us how she experienced her intuition and healing abilities opening up while living in Russia in the 1980s, and how she began working with souls transitioning to the other side. Let's jump into Cracking Open. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition, bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information. Welcome back to another episode of Cracking Open the Podcast. I am super thrilled to be able to introduce to you Victoria. Hi, Victoria. Thank you for being here with me. Hi, both. Thanks for having me. It's amazing to be here. It's amazing to be able to connect like this. I absolutely love it. Thank you, Zoom. <laughs> so let's jump right in. I am really, because I know a little bit about, about your journey. And so I'm excited to have you share it with everyone else. When were you first aware of your intuition? Tell me about how that first came to be for you. Okay. So a little bit of a pre-story. Um, I come from former USSR growing up in the eighties uh, there. And at the time, you know, I was brought up an atheist and that included not just any religion, but pretty much any notion of spirituality was, was not, not existent. On top of that, I come from a, a place where most value was put on the intellectual development that was praised and valued above everything else. So my feelings were not really allowed to be explored and, and expressed or felt. And so there was an interesting mix of being a highly intuitive kid who was not really allowed to, to feel any of it. So my first glimpse into, oh, and at the same time, Russian roots, Russian and Ukrainian roots go into very deep mystical and magical traditions. So I was, there was a lot of interesting mixed messages coming at me. So my first experience was with energy work where I was 11 years old uh, my mom had severe migraines. A healer came from Moscow and did a bunch of juju. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? You know, I, I was just stunned. And I was like, something in me was just, oh my God, I need to do this. I, I want to learn to do this. The healer showed me what he was doing. So I started doing it. But at the time, I, I didn't know how to keep my valves open. So I was using up a lot of my own reserve rather than tapping into the flow of things. And so it was actually kind of detrimental. I was getting to the point of almost passing out while working on my mom's migraines. So while it was helping me, it was, it was draining me. And so I had, to, I had to stop for a while and kind of put that aside. At the same time, was always continued to be very interested in mystical traditions and, and, and just stories and things like that. Then at some point, my mom decided it was time for us to to immigrate to leave uh, Ukraine and move to the USA and she she started the whole process of trying to get us out of there we were trying to get to the US and right around that same time somebody introduced to me the notion of a pendulum take a string of yarn and attach it to a piece of bread <laughs> a bread pendulum 
Yes, attach it to a, a piece of bread and put a, a pile of salt at the top and at the bottom of the table and a pile of sugar at the right and on the left. And when it goes up and down, it's going to be a yes. And when it goes right and left, it's going to be a no. I love that. And just sit there and ask questions, yes and no questions. And I, of course, being the, the mystical kid that I am, I completely jumped on the whole thing. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can ask, I can ask my bread questions. Yes. <laughs> and so I made a pendulum out of string and bread and salt and sugar and started asking questions. And I, I was asking, one of my questions was about my great grandmother who was, you know, she was getting into her late years at that point. And I, I asked if she was gonna make it out of the crane with us and I got a yes and then I asked if she was gonna make it to the U.S. and I got a no well how is this possible that doesn't make any sense you know and so and then you know kid being a kid at some point and I just forgot all about it and left it you know and then uh, as we were trying to get out of the country, the U.S. Closed its, closed its quota right before our noses. We ended up moving to Israel instead. And uh, I spent two years in Israel, then moved to the U.S. Then my mom joined me in, in the U.S. My grandparents and my great-grandma stayed in Israel, and that's where she passed away. So she never made it to the U.S. Wow. And she's one of my great guides at this point. And so she's... she's yeah. My, my daughter's middle name is in her honor, but um, that's yeah, I got, I got chills. <laughs> yeah. So, and after that, uh, already being here, I, I lived in New York for many years and um, I went to NYU uh, as a pre-med. And while I was at NYU, I realized that I was not going to become a doctor in the U.S. And instead I went to a skincare institute. <laughs> okay. okay. I was completely passionately in love with, with, all the, the self-care and skin and, and I had severe skin problems at the time. So something had to be done about it. So you know, I went to Skincare <laughs> Institute. And as I started putting my hands on, on people, things started to happen. I, energy started to come through. People were feeling way deeper, ex, ex, having way deeper experiences than just skin. So I started diving into the world of holistic skincare. At the same time, 9-11 happened. Ah, and, yes. Yeah. And you're in New York. I was in New York. Now I was working for like a chiropractic slash holistic clinic across the street from the World Trade Center. Oh my. And I got fired from there two weeks before 9-11 happened. So. Oh, wow. There's some guidance from grandma in there, I think. Yeah, there. I think there were some major forces looking over me. <laughs> yes, yes. And then... Two weeks after 9-11, things started to unfold. I ran into a woman who was a part of a mystery school. And I was like, okay. what is that? You okay. know, and so she told me all about that. I ended up getting, my path is the path of initiation, apparently. So I ended up getting initiated in the mystery school. That's just one of the stories. And then a week after that, I was suddenly a director of a healing center that just fell in my lap. And then this person walked into my life and said, I need to give you a Reiki attunement. I'm like, okay. So he gave me my first Reiki attunement. I slept for 14 hours after that attunement. I think my nervous, my whole nervous system was completely rewired at that point. And so things started to really unfold in a, in a really rapid manner after that. So in that patch of time, when I was integrating my Reiki attunement, one of the amazing things that happen among many, many different experiences. But 
and this happened twice with two different people. One of them was I was on a date with a gentleman. I'm now I'm in my mid twenties at that point, you know. So yep. <laughs> hanging out in the woods on a date somewhere upstate New York, and he felt to me extremely spiritually condescending, and I was really struggling with the whole thing. But then uh, we were we were out hiking, and then we fell asleep. We we um, decided to take a nap, and. In my dream, I had a dream, and in my dream, he was my spiritual teacher, and he was sharing a lot of very interesting and deep information with me. I was like, okay, you know, so we were having this connection, and then we woke up, and we looked at each other, and we both knew that we were in the same dream. Wow. Like, he knew what he was talking to me about, and and I, like, everything, we confirmed everything with each other, and we were in the same dream, so that kind of blew my mind, and I left it at that. Then a few months after, still the same phase in my life, I, um, my apartment was very cold, New York winter. It was terrifyingly cold and something was wrong with the heat. And so I desperately needed to get out of there and, and, and sleep somewhere else that night. And so a friend was kind enough to let me come over and, and we hung out and I, we fell asleep. I have a dream. In my dream, I was doing energy work on him. I was giving him a healing session. We wake up, he turns to me and he looks at me with these big white eyes and he says, thank you. Apparently we were in the same dream and he knew I was giving him energy work. (laughs) Uh, Those kinds of, that only happened twice to me, but it was, it just completely blew my mind. It was out of the realm of like, no, this is not possible. How, what? That that had to be, yeah, that had to be one of those moments where you're just like, it's so surreal. Yeah. And I do love that the two times it happened, one is thank you. <laughs> and, and the earlier one was the person that was, you know, kind of condescending before the nap. <laughs> was he condescending after the nap? That would be my question. Not really. I mean, things yeah. definitely shifted. It was like, okay, something happened here. We kind of level, leveled out, leveled up. I don't know. We, we, we did not continue dating after that, but that was definitely an interesting experience. Maybe that was a gift from you to him. He needed to have that experience. I think so. And for me, you know, it was also, it was good for my, well, not good for my ego. It was good for me to get over my ego and be like, okay, this person actually does have something to teach me. Yes, exactly. I love that. That leads me into, I think, one of the most impactful things that really unfolded um, me into what I'm still doing. Yeah. Um, so back in 2008, um, I had a, a dear friend and one of the most gentle, kind uh, souls that I've known in life. Uh, he really struggled with something for um, about a year and a half, something spiritually related. Um, and um, we were all trying to help him. And unfortunately, nobody could. And eventually, t- he, he took his own life. He, he killed himself. Um, now, that was very impactful on me. Obviously, it was, it was very traumatic. It was also two days before I was supposed to be flying to Seattle from New York to spend time with my now husband. Okay. He and I were doing cross-country dating after meeting at Burning Man in 2007. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. That's awesome. <laughs> oh. 
um, he he takes his own life, and then it's this huge explosion of ripple effects and feelings. And I am standing there at his funeral, at his at the wake, and I'm doing a speech saying, "Well, he's in a better place now." And as soon as I say that, I suddenly, very firmly and strongly know that no, he's not. Ah, that he's he got stuck. And I'm like, oh my God, I just told people he's in a better place and he's not. What do I do with it? Like I was just my 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 mind was was being blown in, in every direction. And so I quickly get through the funeral and then I start feeling him. I start feeling him reaching out to me because I while he was still alive, I was one of the very few people that accepted his experience and his story of why he was suffering and struggling and so i think he like he trusted me in life and then it, it would make sense that he would trust me in, in in his stuck place and so i felt him reaching out to me and saying he's scared he's stuck he doesn't know where to go uh, there's just grayness there it feels like nothing he's afraid to go there and i didn't I had no idea I had the ability to to hear this stuff or to feel this stuff. Um, I had no training in helping anybody cross over, but I just kind of went with my compassion and my gut. And I just kept saying, you have to go to the peace. Like if you feel the peace anywhere in there, you just have to like go into the nothing. It's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and that went on for two days. Um, in the meantime, I was flying to Seattle. I had a connecting flight in Vegas of all places. Yep. Uh, my connecting flight did not connect. So the air, air the plane company, they, they set me up in a hotel for the night. And that was the best thing that could have happened because suddenly I was in this beautiful, clean, white, space white room where nobody was there nobody knew where I was because everybody was going crazy and everybody was reaching out to me and trying to give me their support where I just needed some space to 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 dive in and take care of things and of myself and so I'm in this white room just being with me my own grief my own tragedy of the whole thing and my friend Oleg and his journey with it and he kept reaching out and kept saying I, I don't want to go and I kept saying you have to go to the peace and then finally it's the next day I'm on the airplane we're above the clouds the plane is filled with sunshine I have I got some sleep uh, and I feel him again and I'm like oh my god not like I I just, I can't take this anymore. Like something's gotta give, you know? And, but then I suddenly feel, there's this very characteristic smile, blissful smile that I always feel from people who have made it to the other side. And I'm like, oh my God, he made it. He, he made, and I'm like, oh, like you, you made it. He goes, yes. I'm like, you know, now he goes, yes, now I know. Oh, yeah. And I, I get goosebumps still, and like I want to cry just just thinking about it and talking about it, and I want to cry just hearing it. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah, and and like everything is just lit up with sunlight, you know. I'm like, oh my god, it's just it's kind of hard to put into words. And we had a conversation for a while, and I don't really remember the 
rest of what we said because the most impactful thing was like you now now you know now i know you know and <laughs> now you know, <laughs> now I know. Exactly. and um um that started me on this interesting journey of so that happened i guess i have i now know how that happens and it can happen the other part of me is like okay i'm i'm probably crazy <laughs> you know, I'm, 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 I like that. What? Many people <laughs> listening to this will relate to that big time. Yep. And uh, then they also kind of sent me off on this journey of like trying to disconnect from a lot of things that were actually part of me, but now I was afraid to 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 be that. And I also I really needed to ground into my just plain human experience and be human for a while without any other distractions and uh but i was then followed by suicides for a while ah. more people and i'm like why does this keep happening and I, I had a lot of resistance to it i'm like what i i didn't sign up for this i said <laughs> little did you know you did, right? a contract you know exactly. and, and it kept, kept happening and eventually i just had to surrender to just feeling my feelings and every time it would happen i would feel the compassion because you know with suicides especially there's so much stigma and and judgment around them and for me i feel i feel nothing but compassion when i think about these people and so every time the floodgates would open and all this love would come through and and they would go where they need to go and then eventually i accepted that okay this is part of my experience apparently um and then i started receiving more information and messages from loved ones for my clients and friends who have lost their loved ones and i mean sadly there was a lot of loss both in my life and, and, and around me but uh, you know this it is what it is you know point is is i i'm grateful to to know how to how to be with it Absolutely. So you step into mediumship and I think it's very beautiful. Uh, suicide is always devastating and sad, um, but it's beautiful how you stepped into it with your friend. And that source of compassion just came pouring out of you. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And, uh, and so the interesting thing specifically with Oleg is quite recently after doing the exercises from your Sage Method course, course that did specifically the exercise with uh, meeting your guides, mm -hmm. I decided to do that. And I, well, I was, it was like, I was doing, going through the schedule with the course and I was like, okay, then now it's time to do this exercise. And so I, I, was, I set up a space and I called it all in and I stood there with a piece of paper and a pen in my hand and yep. And suddenly I knew Oleg was there. Oh. And it turned out that he's one of my guides, a big one. It he showed me that now it all came full circle. Yep. That I pushed him through to the other side. Or, well, I didn't push him, I helped him go through, and then he pulled me up. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then he said, now just receive the love. And I stood there for a good 10, 15 minutes, based in the most amazing feelings. I kind of hard to express and put into words. Uh, not only that, I realized that he is one of my soulmates. 
a big one. And it's very interesting because in life, I um, I wasn't very attracted to him, like at all. He wasn't my type or anything like that, you know, and, and we were just friends, you know, and in on the other side, he's just the most beautiful, shiny, <laughs> golden lit being, and who's also very sensual, which surprised a lot, which was very surprising for me. <laughs> so yes. sensuality can be deeply connected to the higher vibrational energies. Yeah, but that really surprised me. I, I didn't I didn't expect that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So just really grateful to be connected to that. And I, I just, I have to say that finding your course and becoming a part of that. And then, so like taking the crossing over course was like having four and a half hours of continued validation where I was just, I was crying the whole time because everything you said in there was just, yeah, it was validating. It was making me feel like I wasn't crazy and everything I experienced, I actually did experience and that these things do happen and this is how you deal with them. And yeah, it was just, um, I, the amount of gratitude I feel for you and what you're doing is, 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 is boundless. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so like, grateful I am to have found you. I am so grateful you did. I am so grateful you did. And this is, um, I have so much that I relate to with you. Like I'm, I'm hearing some of my own story and some of these amazing experiences that you're talking about, what incredible experiences. And that's what the sage circle is all about is not being alone with it. And I was, <laughs> and then I moved forward and had moments where information was given to me. And I felt like, um, I don't know, validated or that, or heard or, you know, not alone. And that's what you experience with the crossing over course. And that, if, if that's the only thing that happened out of that course, that would, that would be worth every single moment of it. I'm so grateful. I'm so and, grateful. And there is a lot more that happened out of that course. And then every course that you're doing, you know, again, everything that I'm learning from you is again, either another validation or another push for me to keep doing what I'm doing and to keep on this journey and and just to keep going and believing in myself and um, the gifts that are coming through you know uh, and having, having this amazing community has been also like a lot of people are feeling so isolated right now and I mean that has an element in my life as well just because I, I miss being with my friends and loved ones and doing my dance because I used to be a part of the dance tribe here and um zoom doesn't quite do it for me no nope, nope. <laughs> uh, um at the same time having been connected to the sage circle community has been just such a joy and and help and and yeah it makes me exactly what you said it makes me feel not alone it makes me feel like there are people out there that I can share with that will understand and won't think that I'm crazy <laughs> and we can swap stories and it's a lot of fun to do that as well and um just gratitude all over the place I, I one of my favorite parts of it for me too because I'm I'm a I'm a member too you know and so one of the parts for me is just being able to go somewhere where there's unconditional love and that's you know that's a beautiful thing it's an absolutely beautiful thing.
So now tell me a little bit about how I, this, the experiences that you shared are so moving and so relatable, but tell me a little bit also about how do you use your intuition on a day-to-day -day basis? <sighs> okay, so um, it's a constant, constant process of constantly tuning in and listening very carefully inside into this vibrational space inside of me and all around me. Like you often mentioned that scene between the molecules. Yes, the space so, between the molecules, yep. Yes, so it's, it's for me, it's an ongoing, like every moment of every day, tuning into the place between the molecules because that's the, the space that I trust more than anything else. More than the solid, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, for me, um, intuition comes as very strong feelings most of the time like the, my yeses and my noes are usually very strong mm -hmm. and you know part of the gift of growing up in a place where I, I couldn't really be uh, feeling my feelings is I of course the emotional integration has become one of my like big powers you know and that's what I uh, tried to help people with too and you know and so Again, feeling my feelings, not denying anything that comes up is, is what keeps um, my intuition alive and strong. And flowing and letting it guide you. Yes. I love that. You know, every day I start my day with addressing source, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, whatever we call it, but I it's like this little affirmation mantra that came through to me through spirit basically and it's something along the lines of i'm yours you're mine i'm in you you're in me your light and i are one thank you i love you and so i start the day with that i end the day with that this is what aligns me very deeply with with that inside myself and then i gcp religiously. I mean, that was one of the gifts that you gave me, Bo, is the GCP. Oh, that, <laughs> it's cool. indispensable. I don't know, like, I don't know how I survived without it. So I felt the same way when I started using it. I thought, wow, I could have used this years ago. <laughs> Seriously. Yes, absolutely. I think that's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> well, I would like to hear... Um, what advice would you give others walking on their spiritual path? Because you've had these big experiences that were so impactful. You, um, you, you, you honor your intuition daily. I would love to know if you could give somebody just a nugget of advice, what would you tell them? Have patience. Have patience. Yes. <laughs> Have patience. Trust yourself. Do not push the river. the river. The river pushes you. You don't have to try to make it happen. As soon as you, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse, as soon as you let go a little bit of trying to control the whole thing, that's, that's when it pours in and takes you where you need to be. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's something I have to remind myself every day as well, as much as I have all these big experiences and I do follow my intuition every day. This is also my like daily both mantra and 
a little bit of struggle sometimes because I'm not the most patient person on the face of the planet. <laughs> I hear you there, Victoria. <laughs> I hear you. I love it. Well, I'm grateful that I'm grateful for the experiences that you've had for your grandmother's guidance, um, for the guidance of your friend. I'm just so grateful that you're out doing this. And I also know that um, you do energy work as well. Um, and if it's okay with you, I would love to share that information uh, with people as well so they can reach out because sometimes just listening someone will uh, know that they resonate and that this is the right connection. And if they want to reach out to you, that would be absolutely wonderful. But how long have you been doing energy work professionally? Uh, professionally since year 2000, I believe. So yeah. 21 years. 21 years. <laughs> Don't you love as you get older and you have to start like counting how long you've been doing? <laughs> yeah. Someone says, how long have you been teaching the sage method? I'm like, oh, 15 years. <laughs> and it just starts building and adding and adding. I yep. love it so much. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on here. Thank you for sharing your life experiences with me. And thank you for being a part of this community. Thanks for having me. And thanks for doing what you do, Bo. It's, it's, it's a blessing. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. You as well. <laughs> right back at you.